Hey, Camp Kids. Welcome back to the Camp Kids Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Bob, and I'm on a mission to bring together a community of camp people from all around the world. Whether you are currently in your camp experience or it's been a while since you've been at camp, when you're with us, you're at home. In this week's episode, we meet Sam, who has been with the YMCA since birth. Sam had his start at Camp Wakanda outside of Springfield, Missouri, and is now the camp coordinator in Camp Sonomish in Sonomish County, Washington. Sam breaks down his experience growing up at many different YMCA camps and building a resident camp program in a county that hasn't typically had resident camp. You can feel Sam's passion seep through our conversation so clearly and how his program will continue to grow this upcoming year. So without further ado, let's hear it from Sam. Sam, welcome to the Camp Kids Podcast. We're so excited to have you here with us today. Can you tell us a little bit about who you are and where you're speaking to us from today? Hi, my name is uh, Sam Toft. I am from the Everett Family YMCA for the YMCA of Snohomish County in Snohomish County, Washington. Uh, I have worked in the camp world now for my going into my eighth summer. can't believe this last summer just ended, but ready to get into year eight. Um, I've done many roles from the, as a camper myself from the third grade on to, to being a CIT to now running my own camps and being a part of teen camps, day camps, and my most new role is our, uh, we're building our overnight camp out here. And so I've got to have the joy of kind of creating that culture and being a part of what we call Camp Snohomish, which is in going into our third year of creation. So it's been kind of fun to be a part of both an overnight camp that has already had some roles in it already, some culture, and then going into a brand new one where we're building that culture. Definitely a different feeling. Ooh, that sounds really exciting. I know a lot of our listeners will be curious to hear about that process since you're in your third year at this camp. Can you tell us a little bit about the area that you're at in case we're not familiar with Washington? Yeah, so it's also called the PNW because we have where I'm at, we got about 15 minutes from the ocean and then about 30 minutes from the mountains. And uh, we can wake up every single day and, and, and see everything. It's absolutely gorgeous in nature out here. The temperatures is the perfect camp temperature I've ever felt in my entire life, which is summers are 70 to 80 degrees and sunny. It's hardly ever rainy. We don't have to worry about any wet, uh, any like severe weather. And so it is just absolutely perfect for camp activities. The people out here are, are just as friendly as you can imagine. It's super nice. And uh, every kid has had an opportunity to um, really embrace, you know, going into overnight camp. We haven't had any kids that this is our first overnight camp in this area in like over a hundred years, it, but by the sound of it, um, Seattle YMCA has one, but up in our neck of the woods, which is about 45 minutes North, we've never had a camp like this. So it's been kind of fun to re-engage these kids in a different way than they've ever been engaged before. So it's a little like tipping your, tipping your toes into the pool, but a lot of them have been diving in as well. So it's been kind of fun to see that. Wow. That's very cool. Yeah. I got to experience a Girl Scout camp out in Washington this last summer. And it was, I have to say, after trying to do humidity out in Missouri, summer after summer, it's so nice oh. to be from that. I mean, campfires mean something completely different in Washington <laughs> than they do somewhere else. So. 100%. I, my first camp I ever went to was in Springfield, Missouri. So I 100% understand the camp Are Wakanda. Are you from Springfield? Yeah, I lived in Springfield when I was younger. Oh my gosh, I'm from Springfield as well. Oh, really? Look at that. Yeah, small world. Yes, yeah, I was down in closer to closer to Nixa than than Springfield. I graduated yeah. from Ozark High School. Oh, so Lambert's home of the throne rolls. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that yeah, was my like... that was my first job. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, I yeah. have to ask, when did you graduate? 
Uh, so I, my sophomore year of high school, I moved up to Toledo, Ohio area. So I graduated oh, in 2016. Okay. But I went to, ever heard of Kickapoo, Kickapoo High School? Yeah. Yeah, I went to Kickapoo and did all that. And so Camp Wakanda was my very first camp out there. I think it was in the Bolivar area. Or more. Yeah. yeah. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, that's that's a Y camp as well, right? Correct. Yeah. Oh uh, background of me. Uh, my dad worked for the Y, so I've been a Y kid since I was born, basically. So most camps I talk about today will be Y camps. So that's amazing. Yeah, my my home camp is in Rogersville, Missouri. Rogersville. Uh, <laughs> there's a there's a Girl Scout camp out there, Camp Pembroke, off of the Finley River. Yep. And that's that's where I learned to love camp was out there. So wow, small what world. Small world. <laughs> What a small camp world. Well, since you already started to tell us a little bit about your first experiences as a camper, why don't you just start from the very beginning? Where did you end up going to camp as a camper? What were some of the things that you've done, some of the different places that you've been to, all that good stuff? When I was born, my dad was a program director for a YMCA in Michigan. And then we moved to Mankato, Minnesota, where I did my first like mini camp. Mankato is actually a place where I will return to in this story of camp, but in Mankato, Minnesota, I did the mini camps, kind of like the preschool age, kind of like half day camps. And then we moved to Springfield, Missouri. Uh, when I got old enough, it turned into the overnight camp, which was Camp Wakanda. And I did that my entire childhood. Every single summer, it's been at least you know two to three weeks out there. And then it turned into, we moved to Ohio. I was a, a CIT and I helped participate and volunteer at events that basically, you know, anything that they needed me to do because, you know, the why was always just been that second place for me that second home and camp was that extra special fun second home at, you know in the Y and then when I moved to Minnesota I became a I uh, was a front desk worker for the Mankato Y and I remember every single day my then boss was like you should work camp you should work camp you got it didn't you still and I was like no I'm never working with kids like never doing it and here I am eight years later still working for, for kids and I love every second of it and I'm really grateful for her name was Carrie Olmanson. Uh, she took some chances on me that, you know, I didn't think I needed to take chances on. So uh, I've done every single type of camping event besides riflery. I guess that is a camp activity that some YMCA's do, but I've done the kayaking, the canoeing, the fishing, the the slip and slides from archery to basically every single camp activity you can probably think of. I've I've probably done it in some way, shape or form through both a, uh, as a, as a camper and as a, as a, uh, as a worker and I've truly, truly believe it made just such the biggest impact on my life in terms of, you know, every kid needs to be a part of it. Cause I, I couldn't imagine myself without it. Yeah. That sounds really incredible. You said that your dad was the, I mean, really the first person that introduced you to the Y. Does your dad still currently work for the YMCA? Yeah. He works for the uh, YMCA in greater Toledo. So they're still out. My family's still out in Ohio. And then, uh, whenever I became a program director at uh, my day tie, I call it my day, my day job. Um, during the non summers, I'm a team program director for the Everett Y. And so when I finally got the first program director position, uh, he gave me, he, I could tell he was really proud. He gave me a big old hug and was like, Hey, like, welcome to the family, basically like the, the second family. Cause uh, <laughs> my, his dad also worked for the Y. So I'm a third generation YMCA toft, I should say. So 
Oh my goodness. That's incredible. Now, did your dad and your grandfather also work at camp as well? 100%. Yeah, the, that was my grandpa's first job out of the military was a camp director um, after World War II. And then uh, my dad grew up in camps just like kind of I did. And he kind of followed in that footstep of being a camp director. And now he's in a role that's he's the CEO of the Toledo area. So he's still kind of continued up that YMCA process. And so um, we're a family of we're a Y family through and through. So, oh my gosh, that's awesome! <laughs> it's fun. It's it's we have a lot to talk about, and my mom hates it because she's like enough with the Y talk. Because <laughs> every time my dad and I are together, like the last time I went home, I go home, I see him, you know, during the holidays. And the last time I went home, my dad's like, "Can I see your budget?" Like I want to see. And my mom's like, "Brad, like." no let's let's enjoy your time together not talking about why stuff but when you get let's... two two passionate why people in a room right we're just gonna talk about the why so wow it's, it's that is amazing now that's unlike anything that i've heard i've heard of third generation campers and stuff like that but not necessarily working for the same organization is that pretty common in the Y organization? I've seen like two generations. I, I, I've not met another third. So I, I've always joked with my family that we need to have like, if, if the YMCA had a magazine, we need like a time cover with my grandpa and my dad and I has like, you know, the, the, you know, the top family, almost like a, you know, just, I think it'd be cool for us to get together in our old Y gear. I have some of my grandpa's Y gear that he wore and I like to wear it every once in a while. And people look at me like, what is that? And I'm like, it, it is 60 years old. That's the point. <laughs> wow yeah it's it's cool that's awesome and that just speaks to the amazing programming that you offer and how it's still able to be continued as a tradition and passed down from generation to generation that's really incredible i'm so glad that we got into that i'm so glad that you shared that (laughs) yeah well to pivot a little bit i'd love for you to talk about your current camp experience what are you doing? How are you building your program? What are some of the jobs and duties that you have as the camp director? Yeah, as uh, as we mentioned earlier, we're kind of like the camp's new to this this county and to this like northern western Washington. And so a lot of it's just like getting that first step for these kids to get out here. Um, so a lot of the work that um, I have another individual who I work with, Whitney, Butterf- Whitney Butterfield, who is truly the the camp would not run without Whitney. Um, she is someone that has put a ton of work into reducing costs for this pro- for for camps. So a lot of the work has been like because we haven't had that reliable like 50 year generation, you know, 50 50th summer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we've had to do a lot of like, hey, take a chance, right? Come out here, you like we promise, right? It'll be fun. We know it will because uh, um, the leaders of our camp have had many many years of outside of our county working at camp. Whitney comes from camps in. Um, Indiana, my director, um, Kyla McNulty, comes from uh, Seattle-wise, and she's done camp her entire life. So we have a lot of vets in the camp world kind of coming together, trying to create a brand new culture for this community. And it's a different type of culture than they've ever experienced. So a lot of it's like that dipping the toes in the water mentality from the parents. But once the kids kind of get here, they've kind of, they embrace it right away because it's something completely different. It's new. Um, we haven't really had any kids at this point really be like, yeah, this isn't for me. They've always had fun throughout the week. They've always enjoyed it. So a lot of it's just been that building of that community relationship. Like, yeah, this is what it looks like. So a lot of my job is kind of like the the in day in day of the kids and you know, the counselors. Uh, what the way that the counselors like to put it is, I'm the counselor's counselor while I'm out there. But Whitney's the one in the back that's doing like the 
like we had like donor tours come in because we're currently renting from a facility from a different conference. We haven't built our camp yet, but we'd like to in the future. And so a lot of it's that getting the back behind the scenes, back in like buy-in from the community and from the um, some of our board members and stuff like that to get us to where we would like to be in the future and where the vision of this camp is. So a lot of the job for me is just making sure the counselors are okay, making sure everything, you know, kids are doing okay. The programming side of it, we kind of split and shared. Um, this is my first summer in this role. Last summer or the summer before, I was just a cabin counselor who, because it was like the first time they were like, hey, like who's ever, who wants to work overnight camp? We need people. And I meet, it was like, yes, yes, yes. Like this is, this is what I need to do. And uh, so the transition from, you know, the teen director into the, you know, cabin counselor to now the um, assistant director out there has been quite the fun one getting to see the different layers of it i didn't realize all the behind the scenes stuff that camp really needs as a cabin counselor and i think it's been really healthy for me to be like oh i get why the rules that were put in place when i first did this exists because now i have to deal with the consequences if something happens so i've been having some fun with whitney just joking about stuff like that like oh my gosh like i would have been i would have hated myself as a cabin counselor (laughs) and so i was like yeah i had so many moments where this is just like oh man i understand now i get it it's so um there's a lot of learning a lot of stuff like that but we did three weeks last year we're slowly but surely trying to build um next year we're looking to do five um and keep a pretty consistent group of kids that have really learned the culture that we're trying to create as well so it's that little mix between building culture in a small way but also gaining kids gaining community resources and gaining kind of that buy-in from all even our own association still Wow, that's exciting to go from three weeks to five weeks. I mean, that's pretty significant not having your own property. Who do you currently rent through, if you don't mind me asking? So we are up at the Warm Beach Community Conference Center. And we were like, it feels like five weeks. That's like a half of half of their summer. They're letting us use some of their space. So we're really grateful, grateful for them. And they've we've always had a good relationship with them since we started doing it. They're very open with us. They kind of give us like, not like first come, but like they always like leave some spaces for us now, which is nice. But uh, I'm just excited to eventually like I, my favorite was at the end of week three, our staff are getting kind of tired. And I'm like, hey, next year's five. And I bet it's seven after that. So just get ready. We're not even this is we just wait till it gets to that seven week, 10 week mark work. And then it's the grind really starts. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow, that's awesome. So what kind of, what are some different programming things that you offer currently at your facility? So this is, uh, we've been kind of trying to operate a little bit different. We do have the standard like opening, closing campfire, and we do uh, kayaking. We have archery, kayaking slash canoeing, archery. We have a pool there because uh, the no ocean water is very, very cold. So we don't, and we don't, or it's not on the lake either. So uh, we use their, their pool that they have there. Um, we were able to do some things like you know, rock climbing wall, but at that point, a lot of the programming comes from us that we've brought in. They have a gaga ball pit, which, of course, is a camp classic. I can't remember, like, camp, if, if, if a camp doesn't have a gaga ball pit, like, that's worth the investment, I promise. It's life-changing. And then we have, we have our, you know, classic lounge dining hall that we do some activities in, also eat lunches and do, um, like, our morning assemblies. And the, the space at this point is, I think if you would, have, we would have this conversation five to 10 years from now um some of the things would still be there because i think 
uh, like being on a body of water is a staple for camp. So I'm like canoeing, kayaking, same with archery. Um, riflery is something that we've talked about along with just like, you know, other camps have been at and like rock walls and free and like a free ropes course with like zip lines, like anything that gets these kids outdoors and active and away from even thinking about technology, which is just wonderful about camp in general is something that I think we, we will try to push for. Yeah, absolutely. And I can't remember if you'd said this or not, but did you say that your staff facilitate those like archery or those ropes facilitation areas, or is that by the conference center? Uh, we're about split. So we have, we do our archery. We have about four staff that are archery certified through, I believe it's archery USA or USA archery. And then uh, we have a trainer that can like validate them and they get, or certify, they can certify. So we was one of them on our, in our association and then the lifeguarding for like the pool and the kayaking is done by the conference center along with the ropes course. But that's kind of like a for now type of thing. <laughs> yeah, no, that's really cool that you're able to kind of supplement that a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's, I love that. That's awesome. So if I understood this correctly, you made a transition more into the admin side of things this last summer. Is that correct? Correct. Can you talk a little bit about that? I know a lot of people who listen to the podcast who have spent many summers being a cabin counselor or a program specialist and might be considering transitioning to more of an administrative role for this upcoming summer. Maybe what are some things that might be some tips or tricks, some things you wish you would have known before you transition fully back? Yeah. Um, one of the big things I had to learn was, and I, I still am learning this, is is how to just let – the beauty of camp is that there's so many things that can – not everything can be solved. Like, there's no one answer, right? There's so many answers to a problem. And I shouldn't say a problem or to behavior or something or how one staff does one thing might be differently the way that you did it, but that doesn't mean it's wrong. So the amount of times I sat there and I would just be like, Ooh, I would do that way, but it's still going to work and that's okay. And I just kind of had to let it go. And um, especially with a couple of counselors that were in like my old cabin, I would see how they would just I'm like, Oh, it's just not the same, but just because the feeling is different doesn't mean the feeling is bad and the energy there, you know, everyone has their own style and their own play. And that was something that I needed to learn really, really quickly because as you know, when they asked me questions, like I had to understand where my staff were coming from, not where like how I would handle it is how, you know, put yourself into their shoes and how they've built their cabin, what culture they wanted that cabin to be in and kind of be like, all right, you know, what can we do best that fits this culture without, you know, trying to completely break it, if that makes any sense. And, um, so that piece of it was one that was kind of like, yeah, like, okay, reset. Um, another one was um, the understanding. I never understood why, when I was a cabin counselor, why my admin group was always so tired. And <laughs> now I get it. Because <laughs> um, it truly is, you were the last one to sleep, hopefully, the last one to sleep and the first one to wake up. It is, um, it's a different type of tired um, I found myself instead of thinking like three steps ahead or just following the schedule, like I'm thinking like 12, like, Hey, how is this going to affect dinner time or, you know, while we're at lunch and it's just a different type of, you kind of turn into that watchful eye versus the hands-on dealing with you know our lovely kids that we get to deal with. And 
um, work with, but it definitely turns into a different dynamic between you and the kids as well. And the input that you do put into that kids, like you can still, you're not cutting yourself out of all relationships that you're building with the kids. Um, that's one thing I was worried about when I jumped into the role, cause I'm a big relationship builder. I love, you know, being able to make an impact. Um, but you can still make those relationships, but they will be more spread out and not as deep and just coming in, understanding that like, you're not going to have that life changing conversation that, you know, made you fall in love with camp or, you know, you're not going to, but you will have those small moments that'll make an impact. And the energy that, that you put into that, into your staff will have a huge effect on the entire camp. So I can, I'm a very high energy person. I you can tell I talk like a million miles per hour. Um, I love camp and just knowing that, that energy still needs to be there, but you still need to be the, not the adult in the room, but like the, the facilitator in the room for everyone else, finding that mix and that balance of what that looks like for you. Took me a little bit to kind of get used to, but once you kind of find your own little Zen, your own little mode, it, you kind of figure it out as you go with the culture of your camp. I love that you said, not the adult, but the facilitator in the room, <laughs> because I know as like a camp staff person, been on both sides, been an administrator and as a counselor side, the counselors don't need another adult. They, they are adults. They can make their own decisions. What they do need is a facilitator and they just need, they need a point person. So I love that you said that, That's that is very wise. That's wonderful. I, I did also want to ask you too, did you always know that you wanted to work full-time for the Y slash always work in camp? Uh, no, not at all. I thought it was just going to be a part-time job through college. And that's where I, I, I have this text that my mom likes to send to me. I was, when I was 18, there was this group of kids that were walking by the front desk and I texted her, I will never work with kids. And she yeah. screenshotted it. And anytime they complain with <laughs> about my, you know, like, man, this kid really got me today. She'll send me that <laughs> and be like, Hey, you know, 18 year old Sam had a point, you know, maybe this isn't, but, um, Honestly, I didn't see it until I started working camp and then I worked camp and um, I, it changed my life and it, I got to see the impact that camp made in kids. And that's where I was like, yep, this is what I want to do. This is and so not at first, but absolutely. Wow, that's really neat. Thank you for sharing that. Well, I would love to know of some people who inspired you along your camp experience and camp journey and how did they do that? Um, the first one that comes to mind is, I mentioned her earlier, Carrie Olmanson. Um, she is now the CEO at the Worthington, Minnesota YMCA, but she was my program director, camp director. Uh, you know, I was living in Minnesota. My parents were in Ohio. She turned into that that second mom figure for me, and she kind of knew I think I was, you know, kind of, yeah, I was away from my family, and um, she would, <laughs> we would be cleaning her cabins, and she would we would mop our cabins up every single time you know the week's over and she would look at me and be like sam how old are you and i'd tell her like oh 19 and she'd be like i bet i can get more dirt off this floor than you and i'm going to show you (laughs) (laughs) and so she she's a mother of three and she'd come in and just just did it she's like this matters the little stuff matters the importance of this matters um and she would grill it into me like yep this is how this needs to be like you know how because we that 
YMCA, uh, we also uh, rented the facility or used a facility that we didn't own. And so it was more of like the standard that the Y leaves when it's there should be a standard everywhere in terms of like we leave things better than how we get them. And and I think that applies to kids. It applies to, you know, how we handle every, even like we think of our front doors in the Y. It's not really camp related, but that was kind of the mindset that got put in. Like it, we leave things better than how you got it. And it was really something that, really drilled into me. And then she had this nice little, she taught me how to be an admin probably before I realized I was going to be an admin type person where she would, she taught me, I'm a very loud camp person. And so she taught me how to be like, Hey, your tone when you need to scold, but like, you know, send a message and be like, really reset people needs to be soft because if you're loud, happy, you being loud, angry, won't really solve anything. It'll just kind of scare people. And so she taught me different ways of behavior, different ways of, of how kids kind of will, respond to me specifically and uh, she would also be the type of person when i was leading any activities how many kids you got just randomly out of the blue how many kids you got just double checking me at every single point and i'm so grateful for that because now in the back of my head i sit there i'm like how many kids do i have how many kids do i have which is super important you know you should always be thinking that but just that reminder and you're like you know oh you know safety's first and so she would always preach that a lot and she had some really good life to life you know kind of conversations with me as well and then i also think of my other boss there uh dustin slaughter um i actually really started to appreciate him the old, you know now that i've really got to hear the creativity the mind that he had for for camp i still use like i steal his stuff all the time and i last time i saw him i told him like by the way <laughs> i use your i use your favorite camp song and i use this and i use the way you did that because um, he was able to build a culture in my overnight camp that was just like, I, I've never met a closer, like I still talk to those cabin counselors today. And it was just this, um, the energy that he was able to build an overnight camp is something that I still, I wouldn't say crave, but I want to uh, replicate, but just like in my own way, it was absolutely, every kid was so engaged. They were so into it. And the, he, the way that he did it was just this, in a creative way that I've never seen before. And he would always have something new every year. It'd come back and it wouldn't be because sometimes you have those returners, like the, you get kind of like, Oh yeah, we're doing this again. But he would always spice it up in a way that I'm like, where did you learn this? And so uh, I've used a lot of his material and a lot of his type of programming, my day camps too, that I uh, facilitate in. And so um, those two are the big two. And then obviously my dad is absolutely someone that's helped me out in my camp journey at this point. Um, I visited probably more overnight camps than I'd like to admit because he was like, hey, let's go check this out. Let's go do this. Let's do that. And my entire life has been uh one constant YMCA journey. I remember him telling me lessons when I was like 11, 12 years old. And I'm like, I'll never use this. And here I am teaching the, you know, 13 year old kid that exact same lesson. I'm like, oh my gosh, Brad, <laughs> you got me here. <laughs> A lot of le little, little things that my dad has done that I finally kind of realized the older I've gotten. And this is probably something I could, I'll probably never tell him to his face, but I really appreciated of it. And I, I, I'm really, I'm really, actually, I will. That's not, a, that's a lie, but um, I'm really <laughs> grateful for it. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I definitely wouldn't be here without him. Sounds like you've had lots of people that have been able to guide you along your path and you've been able to pick up a lot from. That's absolutely wonderful. Well, I always have to ask all my guests because I love the idea of camp names. Have you ever had a camp name in your camp experience? I've had a couple. I have a lot. I mean, I, I do a teen camp during the day, so I got a lot of like names I probably shouldn't share on here that they call me that I sh like I shut I, I shut down right away. Um, one that's always kind of stuck is Butters. That was one that has always been kind of consistent for because I have blonde hair, blue eyes, and I'm from Minnesota, so like I love butter. <laughs> 
and uh so like that kind of that one was pretty easy otter was the my very first camp name i got actually when i was a camper at camp wakanda and so uh, that's always kind of stuck with me but um, other than that i don't really have a lot camp names weren't always the most either you either love them or you hate them right and so my the overnight camp we're at are where i'm at now we don't really do camp names unless it's really like special moments i I would say so usually it's mr sam (laughs) i love that you got the camp name otters in the middle of the united states and now you're close to the ocean i know right I would love to hear a little bit about your structure of your leadership philosophy. What is important to you as a camp leader? Trust is big. Um, I think understanding, you know, people's strengths and, and who they are as individuals is is super important. Um, the people that we had leading our program areas this year, like they were truly passionate about the program areas that they had. So we had someone who loves crafts. So it's like, yeah, we're going to put the person that is passionate about their position, passionate about what they want to teach. Um, our outdoor education individual is a former Boy Scout. He lives and breathes being a survival Ron Swanson type individual who could live out in the middle of nowhere for six months and be totally fine. And uh, so like, it just made, you know, it, it made it to where when you can get a, a staff like excited and passionate about what they want to do, like the potential is all there. And for me, I, I truly believe that in my position, my job is to make sure that the staff are a hundred percent okay with who, you know, what, who and what they are and what they're doing. And because these kids need to see these, these people in their elements. And once they see that passion from, you know, their cabin counselors about specific things, then hopefully they then reach out Um, the way I kind of, it's like a trickle down effect between, you know, from us to the cabin counselors, to the kids, Uh, if we can all be, you know, accepting of each other and, and bring in that energy of like, yeah, this is who I am and I'm comfortable with who I am and that's okay. Then hopefully that our kids, you know, when they come in to us, they get that same feeling, that same energy, that same acceptedness and, and empathy, especially of like, yeah, it's okay to be like this. It's okay to be weird, you know? And so I try to base, it's weird because not many, like I, I believe you, uh, I sent in that photo of me being covered in purple and that purple paint, like that's something that, uh, I'm a firm believer being the weirdest individual out there, but also got to play like the, you know, going from that to being the facilitator again, right when I need to and going back and forth. It's kind of like, you know, it camps a fun job. We got to have our boundaries. We got to have what we need to do, but it's meant to have fun. And I, I get really excited watching. I always mess that one up. So we have two different type of leadership programs. Uh, CIT is currently in our day camps, and that's where they get to go in and they get to basically, it's different from a day camp model than is an overnight camp model. But in the day camp model, we get them all together and we do like four to five trainings before camp starts. And then they go in and they get to, you know, do their actual like volunteer work with the kids. They're considered a camper, they're not a staff. Um, so they can't do the same things, but it's great for them to learn some of the lessons and some of the behind the scenes work of like, yeah, this is what this is actually like from our point of view. And the CILIT, which is the counselors and leadership trainings will be the same thing, but in like the overnight camp model that we're actually introducing this next summer, we're going to have our first weeks of that. Um, now that we've kind of had the kids that have gotten old enough to almost age out of the program, we're like, no, not yet. Like you ain't leaving us yet. We're going <laughs> to, we're going to keep you here. Um, so hopefully one day they can be staff and we can help build on that culture that we're trying to create. Okay. So CIT is more for day camp. And then this new program is specifically geared towards overnight camp. Then. Correct. Which is basically a CIT, but 
day camp or overnight camp i mean okay and uh it's it's something that actually uh sean will help be a part of and create which is kind of funny so uh <laughs> um it's one of those that we are super excited for. We have a lot of older campers who are really, really like they've really bought in, which that's usually the hardest age group to, you know, put away the cool card. Right. And so it's really cool to see these freshmen in going into sophomores, be like, no, I, this can't be my last summer. And it's like, no, you're going to help us do this next year and wow. be a part of that tone setting. And so it was really cool to be a part of. That is really cool. What is what are some of the trainings like that you do throughout the year when you're not in the camp season with them? Um, a lot of it's like the like camper behavior and like how to lead a program. Um, we basically put them through our normal uh, counselor training, but just like dumbed down. We do child or cap online cap, which is our uh, um, anti child abuse prevention child abuse and prevention programs. Like we we get send them through a lot of our normal camper camp pro like trainings but we dumb it down to where they can kind of understand it and um the way i i almost treat them like they're onboard staff but we just know they can't do this the the staff the things that staff can do and so it really helps set the tone i think to being like yeah like this is different this isn't your normal camp this isn't your normal thing this is different and we've had great success with it um we've hired on a couple that we've already been through the program um it's weird because it's like now one of my teens that I see in my teen center went through the program is now working camp. It's like, yeah, I'm a lifeguard now. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you're getting older. It's like a proud dad moment, but <laughs> um, it makes me feel old. And uh, so it's like, we, we, it also helps build that culture within like your own why or your own camp, because it's, it's, you get these familiar faces and you get to see these younger kids look up to them in different ways. And that's the big thing that we really teach with these kids is like, Hey, like, now that you really have a title next to it, like, cause younger kids always look up to the older kids, but this is that special little, you have a title next to it. And these kids are really going to look up to you. So what you say and do and how you act, especially with each other is so important and so crucial. And so it's a lot of that type of conversations where like some you know, kids, older kids swear. So it's like, Hey, understanding like your language needs to be pristine. Like you cannot mess up in front of these kids because they will go home and say it. And it's just good practice not to learn, you know, don't swear in the workplace. And so my facilities currently offer something very similar. And I never heard of that before of having CITs meet like throughout the year. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's brilliant. That's like how you keep them connected and integrated into what you're doing. So 100%. what is the most important lesson you've learned from camp? For me, it, it comes from it's weird because I think I've learned this lesson basically the entire time that I've been at camp. It's an ever flowing lesson. And it's ever, always something that I think we can always preach to our kids and to our staff is it's okay to be yourself outside of camp. My One of my favorite things about camp is you get both staff and kids away from phones, away from technology. You get them in a space where it's okay to be who you are. And it's okay to be that individual that, you know, you see the way I, I always talk to the you know, staff about it is it's like, you know, the person in the room, how you are with friends versus how you are like out in public, like the camp persons, the one that's in the basement with your friends, you know, joking around, having fun, being weird, being silly. And we need to get that person out into the public more. And so I used to be a, a more of an introvert or introvert out in public. And now I think everyone regrets me doing camp because I'm like this 24 seven. I'm out there in the world kind of talking more. And it's, it's made me more confident as an individual. It's allowed me to really, really just be like, yeah, I'm weird. 
I like have I can do a Mickey Mouse voice and that's okay. Like I like having fun <laughs> and it's okay to be that person who wants to have fun and be outdoors and do that. And so teaching that to our kids, like, yeah, whatever you want to be, whatever you truly are, like what you want to be, it's okay. Same with the staff. Like you really know what you learn, what you're really good at. You learn what you really need to work on in yourself while camp. And so that's one thing that every single time out there, I'm like, yep, I learned a little bit more about myself today or a little bit more about myself this week and how much patience I have and what I do and do not like. It's truly a magical thing. Since that was a heavy question, I'll ask more of a lighter one. I would love to hear what your funniest camp story is. So have you ever heard of the camp counselor song? If I were not a camp counselor, I think it's a classic in scouts and everything. Yeah. Like the, if I weren't a counselor, I wonder. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We used to have a line that was uh, in my old camp. We don't do it out here, but it's, uh, and rightfully so, it's uh, a lifeguard I would be. And the words is mouth to mouth resuscitate, not a way to get a date. And you would do like CPR on like a lifeguard dummy or whatever. And yeah. And we had these group of kids that I was in the middle of shopping at Target. And all of a sudden I had one that was yelling that at me in the middle of Target. And I'm like, this is like in October. And I'm like, that's what you remember from camp. And so I'm sitting there and it was like three of them, three to teens that were there. And I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> and their parents are looking at me like, what, who are you? Like, why are you, why is my child saying, you know, why are they saying this to you? And it was always something where I sit there and I'm just like, hey, like, what happens at camp <laughs> like no it just kind of reminded me like you know the words you say really matter but it's always a fun little story to be like yeah they they, they remember that song <laughs> mm-hmm. and they remember that one line that's gonna yeah. sound really weird out of context a hundred percent oh my gosh that's hilarious well my next question is actually a fill-in-the-blank statement when Ooh. i think about my camp experience never did i think that i would blank learn as many skills if I as I have. The amount of random things I know how to do now because a camp has been nice. <laughs> yeah, especially probably now transitioning to the admin side of things. You're, mm-hmm. you're learning a lot more skills as well, too. That's wonderful. Well, I'll kind of dive here into my final fun campy questions. My first one for you is, what is your favorite camp song? Ooh, ooh, that's tough. Um, oh man, there's a song that we sing called Humpty Dumpty. It's also called the Nursery Rhyme Rap. Um, has a couple of different names, but that is one that will forever be in my heart as the very big like energizer. You sing it on Wednesdays because it's Hump Day, right? So Humpty Dumpty, Hump Day. Um, <gasps> that's brilliant. Right, right, <laughs> and. The it's it's one of those songs that takes forever to get the kids to learn because no one says nursery rhymes anymore. And every time that I do it, the staff look at me, I give them like the sheet music, be like, hey, these are the words. Um, but whenever it all comes together and the kids know like the 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 nursery rhymes like Jack and Jill and like uh Little Miss Muffet and all that, um, it's a very engaging song. The kids set the beat and we kind of follow it as like the 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 rappers i guess and it's just it nothing gets the room together and closer 
than than that song it's it's just beautiful and then the other one which is more of a classic for me is i was the moose cabin lead so the moose song the great big moose who like to drink a lot of juice that song will always be forever near dear into my heart (laughs) oh that's wonderful so i heard the humpty dumpty song off of a girl scout like cd from long 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 ago is the one that you guys sing like you rap the nursery rhyme and then you end it with like ooh ain't that funky now see ours was ooh ain't that funky just a little bit like that little jive into it and so yeah very similar are you a singer or do do you like singing camp songs oh i i'm a singer 100 percent would you mind like doing a little bit of that song? Oh, ooh. <laughs> all right. Um, so well, it's kind of difficult with the beat. So I guess imagine this: you get the kids like, um, I, we do it in the lunchroom. So you you bang the lunchroom table, and so the man, I, I, my neighbor is gonna love me for this. Um, so you like bang the table. I don't know if you can hear me, and you clap, but you kind of do this little like one two, and you start with. I'll just do the first Humpty Dumpty verse. You go, hump, D-dump, hump, hump, D-dump, D-dump, D-hump, D-dump. And at this point, then you shout out whatever it is. So the first one, you go, Humpty Dumpty. So letting the people know that this is the nursery rhyme we're going to do. Um, the, the next one's usually Cinderella. And then you do Jack and Jill, yada, 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 so on and so forth. So you can throw any nursery rhyme into this. I usually like to do ABCs as well because it's super easy. Every kid <laughs> knows it. But you go, hump, D-dump, hump, hump, D-dump, D-dump, D-hump. D-dumps. You go, Humpty Dumpty, Humpty Dumpty, Dumpty, Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses and all the king's men say, ooh, ain't that funky. And you go to repeat that set again. And you get the new one going and going. So um, it's one of those that once you get the... All you need the kids to do is say, ooh, ain't that funky. And if the staff can say all the words because they can read a sheet of paper. If the kids can just get that synchronized, ooh, ain't that funky, the energy in the room that that creates is so unreal. So don't do this in front of like Bob time or like body on bunk or like a chill time because it's too much. (laughs) You're going to have a horrible experience with your cabin counselors. But if you need a good like right before evening activity song where it gets these kids re-energized after a long day, it's wonderful. I will say if you're doing inside if you have any sensory uh, type kids that struggle with loud noises, it is a very loud song. So I always like to just make sure I know who my kids are before doing that. Oh, absolutely. That's wonderful. I love that. I'm going to have to look that up a little bit later. Too, <laughs> it's different than the one I know, and but it's like way more like it's less sing songy and way more like catchy. And I love the active body percussion that goes with it. Does your camp do a lot of mealtime shenanigans? not shenanigans we're getting there um okay it's one of those where we a lot of these camp all these cabin counselors we've never had a camp overnight camp experience before so going from like day camp to overnight camp that culture is completely different um and so it's like teaching them shenanigans which is weird but you also want them to create their own and so it's like kind of like that weird little mix between like oh yeah i, I would go up to we had a, a loud not allowed a more extroverted staff who was more willing to be weird and goofy and silly like hey we used to do this at my old camp what do you think of it and then he'd go and do it and so exactly. um it's kind of like putting that little uh whisper in the ear of like hey you're allowed to do this you're allowed to do things like this you're allowed to be weird and goofy and silly so oh i love that that's oh my gosh Anytime anybody asks me, like, what is, like, the thing that I love most about camp, it's mealtime. 
Like mealtime is my favorite. I love that. Most facilities, you get an hour to eat. There in my home camps, there were always games. There were songs. There were, I mean, there was a whole, it was a dinner and a show. It was, it was never just a meal. So I, I love camps that are able to incorporate all of that fun stuff into it. I love that mentality of dinner and a show. Cause that is such, that is so true. That's a per, I'm going to start saying right. that now. What is your favorite camp meal? I've been lucky in my life because everyone talks about camp food and how bad it is or like, or whatever the camp food that we have out here. I, we had, I had staff. It's probably the best camp food that I've ever had out, out at Warren beach. So if, if Warren beach ever listens to this props to you, cause I've had a lot of camp food and this is by far the best I've ever had. Like top to bottom, the meals are phenomenal. Um, but I would have to say they make this like, um, chicken Alfredo that is just, it, it's like going back to grandma's cooking chicken Alfredo, but they mass produce it for a hundred kids and staff. So it's, it's unreal. I don't know how they do it, but it's phenomenal. And I want to like shake the hands of the, the people who make it. Cause it's like, oh my goodness. <laughs> oh yeah. That sounds incredible. What is your favorite camp tradition? I think the the best one I've seen was our um, closing campfire is always a very uh, my old camp would do this thing where they we had a camp band so it could be the campfire would be there and they would sing some songs so they always started the campfire song with like you know, SpongeBob SquarePants the campfire song song. And uh, that was always something like, yeah, it's, it got the kids' attention of like, yeah, hey, we're doing this now. We're singing. We're doing this. Um, but at the end of the week, they would do these things with the campers where they would sing the song uh, Rivers and Roads by The Head and the Heart, if you've ever heard of that. And mm-hmm. uh, so the song, in my opinion, is, it was like the perfect choice for the camp because the basis of the song is is um, literally the first line of the song is a year from now we'll all be gone and our friends will move away and so the basis of the song is hey there's rivers and roads between us but we still have this connection and this relationship and this friendship and the love that we have for each other and so we used it as like the end of week like hey you're leaving us but you always will have us home with us and you will always be here with us and it's funny to watch as the younger kids would l- listen to it and be like whatever but then the older kids would start to realize what we were saying to them for eight straight years mm. <laughs> and they they would then it would then just hit them like a brick you would have like some emotions which you never want to force emotions out but it was definitely a time where it was like hey like we've been saying goodbye to you now and this is our final goodbye if you don't come back to be a staff or like a cit or something and so it's something that i will always remember you know singing that to my i usually had the older boys like singing that to them because you'd watch them grow up and then get into your cabin and be like oh my gosh like this is goodbye. And so uh, it was just definitely a reminder, though, that like, yeah, we're always here for you. We're always going to be friends. Rivers and roads will never separate us. We got you type of thing. And so I that moment is forever ingrained in my brain. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Thank you for sharing that. I would love to know what is your favorite program area on camp? Uh, waterfront. I'm not lifeguard certified, but I love doing waterfront. I either do like fishing or kayaking slash canoeing. Um, get me on a lake, on a river, anything like that. I love water um, by far. Second favorite is actually archery. It's fun to yell out commands. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. Well, I always ask my guests, who should I interview next? Ooh. Um, I think some of the names I mentioned today, Carrie Olmanson, um, Dustin Slaughter, 
even um, Kyla McNulty, who is, I know she's my executive director, but she has done 30 plus years in camps. I, I could send you a long list of names that have just been in the camping world that have been, you know, I think would provide so much impact to people who want to learn more about camp and like individuals that are super passionate about it and can just help out. Um, I put two in there, I think, whenever we were talking earlier, but definitely those names, any name I mentioned actually in this recording <laughs> has, has been something that their wisdom needs to be shared to everyone. Is there anything that's super exciting that's happening in your life that you'd like to promote to our listeners? Um, more camp. Um, we are starting actually a program out here called Bold and Gold, which is like a hiking, teen hiking leadership development program where it's like a backpacking type of thing. This major, some of the major wise have done it, but uh, think about um, taking your teens during camp, like out for a week and then coming like camping, learning leadership development, and then coming back um, and just having a life-changing journey and um, getting them outdoors and away from technology. I'm always a big supporter of that. And so if you haven't never heard of it, give it a Google, just bold and gold. It's one of the most beautiful things I think the YMC has ever created. And we finally get to launch it this year and I get to spearhead that. So I'm excited about that. That's awesome. Do you have a lot of backpacking experience? Personally, yes. Uh, the Seattle Y is actually the one that started it. And so okay. I'm partnered up with them and we're doing, they're sending me through some trainings and some of that type of stuff to where it's like, yeah, you're going to be outdoor wilderness certificate certified, you know, first aid certified. Um, so just some special certifications to go with it. But other than that, oh. uh, just, I go hiking every other weekend, basically out here. That's awesome. I, I mean, you understand what it's like out in Missouri. It's hot and humid. So <laughs> Backpacking in the summer is not really optional, but I am going on my first backpacking trip this weekend with the Girl Scouts at Devil's Den in Arkansas. And so I'm pretty excited about that. How's the the weather in Missouri right now? uh, I think it's lovely. It's (laughs) getting up to about 80 or so degrees. It's like as a high and then the low is like, 56 right now that's beautiful well it's gonna be a little hot actually like the low is gonna be 65 so i'm not taking a sleeping bag i (laughs) i mean it's literally just gonna be me in my hammock and maybe a blanket so we'll see good luck yeah i would rather take warm than super cold so that's true. I'm used to dealing with that. Are you already into recruiting staff for this upcoming summer? Or is that something that people can be on the lookout a little bit later on? That'll be January is when we really start looking for um, staff. Uh, January of 2024, which I can't believe it's already 2024. Life just kind of, that's in four months, five months. It's under- yeah. Oh, yeah. So awesome. Very cool. Well, where can people find you if they have questions for you or want to contact you? Oh, absolutely. Uh, my email is just my first initial and last name. at So S-T-O-F-T at Y-M-C-A-Snoco, which is S-N-O-C-O dot O-R-G. Or you can find it through our YMCA at Snohomish County website. If you go under the teen programs, I'm one of the few people that still do it out here. So uh, we are always there. I'm always open for anything. If you ever want to even just exchange, like, hey, do you have any programs that you really like that works with kids? I'm always open to help camp people in any way, shape, or form. Um, I'd love to work with anyone and anything if in terms of camps. So open door. I will include that in the show notes so that people can access your email if they would like to contact you. 
Well, Sam, this has been an incredible conversation. I have absolutely loved getting to know you. And I know that our listeners are going to love hearing your camp experience. Were there any final questions, comments, or thoughts that you wanted to leave on the Camp Kids podcast? Uh, I just want to say thank you for the opportunity. This is a great first experience. You're wonderful. And uh, everyone, keep working camp. Keep believing in it. Uh, We can continue to change some lives out there. So good work. Absolutely. (laughs) Thank you so much, Sam. All right, Camp Kids, that was Sam. Make sure to contact them if you have any questions and to check out all the links in the show notes. If you are enjoying the podcast, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Let's keep our Camp Kids community growing by spreading it to others who are also a part of the camp community. Please leave us a rating or review, preferably a five-star rating so that others can find our podcast. Next week, I'll have another interview for you, but that's all that I have for you for now. But remember that this is good night and not goodbye.